Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloset. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. So as LGBTQ people, where we get our news is where we get our news, and we all know that sometimes that news isn't as friendly as it should be, or it's actually filled with all those, you know, false truths and things that aren't exactly the way it is, but um what do we need? We need the true stuff. We need the truth. And we also need to keep showing up out there in the world as ourselves. And I felt like this was kind of a critical time to maybe have a conversation about that sort of stuff and make sure that we stay vigilant, given that, well, here in the U.S., the midterms are just right around the corner. And I had the pleasure of interviewing today's guest uh, on my other podcast, 40 Plus Gay Men Gay Talk about his career and his being in the media. And then now here he is. He is a media guy himself with his own media company. It's called Q Digital. And he is the guy behind Gay Cities, Queerity, and LGBTQ Nation. His name is Scott Getz. And I'm excited to have this conversation today because I think it's time to really make sure, hey, how do we keep being out there? How do we make sure the truth gets told? And how do we protect who we are as LGBTQ individuals, and families and he is a family guy we were just talking before he came on the air he's got a well he's got a young one that's about to make a big step in the next year but um scott welcome to the podcast again man so glad you said yes to the dress with me once again i guess i didn't scare you off so uh, (laughs) no thanks and so great to be back and and so great to talk talk about this important stuff Right. And um, I'm just glad that you've got this stuff out there because, yes, there's a hundred places we can get insights and information. But I found it really important to be able to go find, OK, this is really focused around us in our LGBTQ queer life versus, yes, we can watch the national news or all these other things. But at least my perception is, as I watch LGBTQ Nation and Queerty and some of the other stuff, especially LGBTQ Nation, uh, I follow that one a lot you kind of dig into like, here's what's really going on. Here's the pulse people. This is the stuff we need to pay attention to. So is that how you kind of look through that lens or what's your Uh, lens on how you do this? No, I think you nailed it. I mean, you know, we do, we we try to think about how, what do we care about? What, Mm -hmm. what are questions, you know, how do we ask questions that get to the next level? You know, you know, maybe you'd read in the New York times or the LA times they are great, great publications, but they'll cover things on a somewhat surface level because the audience is, you know, the audience is everyone, not just our community. But when it's our community, we might look at things a different way. So um, I'm really proud of of one of our journalists this week or last week, excuse me. They were they were at the White House and they asked the White House, what are you doing about monkeypox and the fact that Southern decadence is coming up in New Orleans? And if you don't know what Southern decadence is, it's a big festival in, in New Orleans and it's got a reputation for being, you know, for, for folks getting together a lot. I'll just say it yep, that way. Yep. Um, and so, you know, what mainstream journalist would have asked the White House about that? And I have to, to give the White House a lot of credit. They came back a, a few days later with a, an exclusive uh, statement about it, and they've decided to 
send a whole bunch of, of vaccines to New Orleans in time for Southern decadence. They're also doing that with Charlotte Pride as well. Mm. So the idea is that like let's get the vaccines into the hands of the people when, that might be more at risk, uh, mm. either because of the structure of the activity or, or just the, the audiences. And and uh, so we ask the questions and we ask them from our perspective. But, you know, that's a serious one, but we do it in lighthearted ways, too. You know, we'll ask the journalists, we'll ask, me, we'll ask the celebrities about, um, you know, queer baiting. We'll ask the, right. you know, celebrities about how they, you know, are portraying our stories online, you know, on streaming services and things like that. So I, I think we kind of approached it from we're covering this community because we are this community and we know it and we know know what some of the challenges that we're getting to see. And then also we get to lift up stories from people you may never have heard of that, again, the the mainstream press wouldn't pick up. You know, Beyonce's new album, um, you know, a lot of people are enjoying it. It's fun to dance to, fun to listen to. But there's a hell of a lot of queer influence in it. You know, if mm-hmm. we look at Big Freedia is a is a New Orleans based um, queer person, you know, that has been sampled throughout Beyonce's album or. um or Moi Renee is a is a uh, someone that most of even our own community doesn't know about is mm-hmm. sampled in it. It was a queer person who's who's passed away, but the the you know the idea that they're getting this immense uh, attention, right? But but people weren't paying attention to it. We're able to kind of shine a spotlight on it, and that's kind of a fun thing to do. And you know, and of course it's fun, and we cover all the things that are that we care about, but. Uh, the fact that we get to do that, and especially in these times, is is I think really important. I agree, and and I I think the monkeypox thing is one of those that there's a lot of controversy even within our own community. You know, I, I've heard some people say, "Well, then, you know, okay, guys, we'll just keep your you know, keep your junk in your pants and don't screw around right now." I'm like, okay, that's a that's an approach. Yes, I get that, but then it's almost like we're buying into the stereotype that started getting thrown out there oh it's all gay men it's a gay man you know and i'm like let's not do this again folks let's get really educated and understand this thing then you make your choice you know but i have seen the increase in um availability of the vaccine and um you know where it's available in fact we're heading to santa barbara pride this weekend and we noticed that santa barbara seems to have well i'm going to say quote plenty of vaccines uh but in our county, we don't have hardly any. And so, you know, I'm kind of standing here as a gay man. Not that I'm out there, folks, sleeping around. But it's like, hey, I just want I want the availability to it Absolutely. because I just feel like I want to protect myself, you know. And so it's interesting to see where things are showing up and where it is. But then right there in and of itself is like another voice saying, hey, I would like to see this. Let's understand why certain pockets are getting it sooner now. Granted, I'm probably going to feel a little bit like, well, hey, I'm at Pride here and they're giving out the vaccines, but we already know they're saying you have to be a registered um, resident of Santa Barbara County. I'm okay with that because at some point then they, when we get ours, that's probably going to be the way it is here in our county. But it's good to see that news comes out and the way you all cover things is coming from our perspective. And I've seen this happen. In fact, I was talking to a friend of mine um, that I work with last night. It's just so interesting, the lens of news, right? And you've been in this, you know, you've been in this a long time. We'll talk about that a little bit too. But 
I sent him a message because he lives in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And we're recording this, folks, when all of this was the flooding and everything has been really rampant in, in the Southwest, especially Dallas. And I said, hey, man, I hope you and the family are okay in all this flooding. And he goes, well, uh, yeah, we're fine. We didn't really know it was that bad because we live in the suburbs. And until mm -hmm. I flipped the news on and we're like, oh, my gosh, this is happening. You know, I'm like, well, here in California, we think you know, we think all of Dallas is underwater and stuff, you know? So again, there's a good example of being in the perspective, you know, yeah, and, and really and I think understanding. We, and I think, you know, in our work, we have to be careful about how we present things because you're right. Mm -hmm. You don't want to, you know, what's news is what's different when something's unique right. and, you know, and, but especially TV news, you, know, you have to be careful where you focus the camera. If you frame it just right, it's like, oh, this looks like the biggest apocalypse apocalypse right. that's ever happened but if you really turn the camera a slightly different way you don't see anything i mean california earthquake coverage is like that you know they, yes. they, they everyone all the tv crews stand in front of the one building that collapsed but yep. literally there's you know 150 buildings that are standing and like as if nothing happened exactly. um, so you got to be careful about those things and so we certainly have to be careful about it and covering lgbtq issues that we are serious about the things that are serious because there's enough serious stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but that we also, you know, don't kind of hide the truth from you. And right. I mean, I think in going back to the monkeypox thing, we think about the, you know, as a community, we've been through these cycles, especially with the HIV, you know, we kind of know how this all goes and you know, the stigma that can come from it and the embarrassment and, um, and what, you know, mainstream news can do to twist it. Um, and so we have to, in some ways, serve as a counteract to that because, you know, honestly, you, you shouldn't be ashamed and you shouldn't be afraid. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, the, the, we're, we're working through this one. We work through other things and we take care of each other. But we saw what happened with the whole COVID thing, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, suddenly it was either you were ashamed if you were getting it and you shamed if you weren't. So I'm seeing the same thing starting to happen to some degree with this whole monkeypox thing. It's like. I'm like, well, do I want to tell somebody I got the vaccine? Because what's what is the immediate assumption going to be? Oh, Rick's a big hoe, right? Right. And well, no. that's what we have to be careful of is like we have that's the stigma that we have to kind yep. of erase. And it's like, well, for one, who cares if you're a big old hoe, right? Right. Exactly. And two, and two like why, you know, so, yeah, why is that a bad thing if you were? But then also why jump to that conclusion? You know, exactly. like, why aren't we keeping ourselves safe? You know, right. Um, yep. And this is a community sticking up for each other. And if we can all get it, then mm -hmm. whatever the behavior is, doesn't really matter right. because we're all helping each other by taking well, yeah. it. And, and we're helping and, ourselves, and, of course, too. And so exactly. I'm, I'm, I proudly got the vaccine here and, you know, and I'm not afraid to tell anybody that. And, you know, you can assume whatever you want to assume, but right. I'm, I'm part of the solution here and exactly. I'm going to keep myself healthy, but I'll keep everybody else healthy that I interact with. Well, and I think that's part of the thing, you know, I, I heard a lot of people <laughs> uneducated, number mm -hmm. one, even in our own communities. So I'm not bashing our own community, but a lot of uneducated people going, well, pfft. so why is suddenly everybody promoting, you know, the Roe versus Wade thing? It's a LGBTQ concern as much as it is anything. And people are going, it has nothing to do with LGBTQ people. I'm like, really? Really? I think you need to figure this out and you need to do some educating yourself because it does affect our community. You know, healthcare is healthcare and there's aspects of the whole Roe versus Wade thing that does affect our transgender brothers and sisters, number one. And 
if that's the only access to healthcare that some of those people have and suddenly Planned Parenthoods are gone and all these other things, it's like people, you're kind of like, well, it doesn't affect me. So why do I care? You're part of the problem then. You know? Well, and it's also, you don't think it affects you until it does, right? you know, and then though, you know, any of these laws have a way of sneaking into weird little places that you never thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's, there's, it's an interesting thing that oftentimes Democrats aren't associated with uh, small government, but sometimes you think you, you need to think about, well, when you do have a big government law, like, or this court case, you know, finding its way into all the nooks and crannies, like, well, how would it affect someone trying to start a family that needs assisted reproductive technology, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that's gay men using a surrogate or two lesbians that need um, to go to a clinic to get uh, something implanted to, to get pregnant. And all of a sudden they can't because, well, that's kind of like this law might get in the way of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um you know, and so it creeps into these the the strangest of corners, right. or you know, even I mean, Justice Thomas was very clear that he, he saw this precedent as really affecting a lot of the biggest things, including um, the the uh, the ability for states to have laws that outlaw gay sex. I mean, mm-hmm. th- that that's like even forget about marriage. You know, everyone talks about oh, we're going to lose marriage. It's like no, no, no. There's in his, in his eyes, the, the legal basis would be the underpinning of lots of things. Mm-hmm. And Lawrence v. Texas, you know, literally, you know, a guy got arrested for having, you know, consensual sex in his own house. Yep. And luckily that court case stopped that. But Thomas was like, no, no, that shouldn't have been that shouldn't have passed. We should have right. allowed we should have allowed that guy to stay in jail. Yep. And so we don't think about that. You don't even have to be, you don't have to educate yourself in the details, but you just have to know that this stuff has a way of creeping everywhere. Mm-hmm. The don't say gay or don't say trans bills in a few of these states, like, you know, things, even unintended things where now like teachers aren't allowed to have pictures of their family on their desk, you know, like that, that that's kind of, that seems a little bit far, nothing that you'd think would happen, but now the effects are really pretty drastic. Well, they so are. just assume that these things do matter. Even if you don't see it on the surface, know that it's going to mm-hmm. creep into our lives. And well, it's and worth just the fact for. of, I can't imagine being a teacher in Florida who can't answer a question from a student like, well, you know, what does your husband do? Yep. What does your wife do? Yep. Basically have to change the subject. Yeah. Um, well, I can't, yeah. I can't really talk about that. Let's move on. You know, it's it's absolutely ridiculous, you know, and actually I saw a video yesterday and I didn't just like take it. At, I'm like, OK, wait, 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 let's let's really go look at this. But there was a lawmaker and I'm going to keep him his name out and everything because I I don't want to like stir up the shit here. But he actually sat in his Senate, in his state Senate, talking about, well, now there's this 19 year old girl who showed up for E.R., because she has a 15 week pregnancy and she's probably going to lose it, but the doctors couldn't do anything because their attorney said they couldn't do anything because of the new law. Now I've voted on this, but this girl's possibly going to die or she's going to have to go home and deal with this on her own, or she's going to get sepsis or she's going to end up having to deliver this at home on her own or, and she might, you know, lose her uterus as well. Now I voted on this, but it's like too late, buddy. You said, but, Right. You caused this. 
Yeah. Again, you did not do the due diligence to understand what the hell you were voting for as somebody who's a political leader. So well, I think I mean, we're like, at a very interesting juncture here with. Yeah. And and I mean, and in some ways, there's a little bit of hope in that, you know, that right. I mean, we all know that nothing's ever as black and white as people right. like to make it out to be, including ourselves, by the way, you exactly. know, and and, you know, there's a lot of nuance. And I think the problem is we're in a time of nuances and allowed. And, you know, it's like, no, you're, you know, abortion bad, uh, all stop. And, you know, that's kind of the place we're at. But then that guy was kind of realizing, oh, my God, there's nuances here. Yep. And, you know, the, the, I think, you know, hopefully over time, you know, we can work through all that. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, I mean, it's the challenge of living the age we live in. There's not a lot of hell of a lot of nuance in the world mm -hmm. anymore. Nope. Nope. It's a matter of like, okay. Do your do your diligence, understand it. Um, and I, I'm sometimes a little more concerned than I want to be that people aren't really thinking through what's actually happening around us. Like, mm -hmm. let's go back to, you know, do we really do, do you really want to be fearful of having sex in your own house with your own husband or wife because you happen to be gay, lesbian, or trans? I mean, that's some personal infringement right there. Yeah. Nobody's marching in on any heterosexuals having sex in their own house, you know, and this is what I don't think people get. And, you know, now, of course, they're screaming, you know, well, if they could do this to, you know, the man that will name, remain unnamed on my podcast by his lovely little estate being broken into by the FBI, they can do it to your own house. Well, do you guys are do you actually understand what you just said? You on the really extreme right? This is what we've all been trying to tell you. You're taking away our personal freedoms by doing these things, which means anybody's personal freedoms can be taken away. But then here you are complaining, oh, this just happened to this guy. This is where I think sometimes we don't listen and go do the due diligence to like, wait, let's let's go understand what's going on here mm -hmm. and think about how deep this can really go. As someone who's pretty public, which just like you, I'm not. I don't have as big of a footprint as you do with queerity and, you know, LGBTQ nation and, you know, gay cities, but I'm out there. It's going to be pretty hard for me to say, Oh no. Yeah. Wrong guy. Right. And <laughs> I, I would never say that. Number one, I'm like, yeah, you got the right guy and you're ready for a fight. Let's fight. Because yeah, I mean, I'm I, not backing down. Yeah. Sure. So I don't want to end up in jail or anything, but you know, I'm a proud gay man and right. you know, I have a husband and I have a kid and you're not going to mess with us, you know, right. and um, someone's got to keep fighting and someone's and, and, you know, not just fighting, but living, you know, it's the whole point of this podcast, right, yep. is living proud, living out of the closet, because I, I, I heard the saying this year and I love it. It's like it's hard to hate up close. Mm. And there's such truth in that. And, yep. you know, like. I would hope maybe I'm bragging a little bit. I would hope if you met my husband and my family, like if anybody did, they'd see how happy we are and how loving we are. And, mm -hmm. you know, how we, we we're in a good place and, you know, you might be virulently anti-gay, but you meet us. I hope you see that, you know, maybe what, why are you, you know, I hope you question right. it or, but maybe you're not virulently, maybe you're on the fence. Right. And you, you have an interaction with me. Great. You know, and, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, you go to the grocery store, not you're not here in San Francisco where I live, but in other parts of the country and just got grocery shopping or something. Yep. And, you know, you get a little look out of the corner of the eye or something like that. And it's like, great, 
You know, that's another little moment of mm-hmm. them seeing a happy family and maybe they're like, I don't they're uncomfortable, but they take that yeah. home and learn something. That's, you know, that was Harvey Milk's thing, right? Come out of the yep. closet, like live your life. And yep. that has probably the biggest effect. So I'm going to keep doing that. And I think the fact, like you said, we both have platforms where more people than just the people who see us um, get to interact with it. But mm-hmm. God, that's so important. And I hope, you know, everyone that reads my stuff, everyone that listens to the podcast is doing the same thing because that ripple effect ultimately will win. It's going to be a right. bit bumpy over the next couple of years. And we do need everything we were just talking about. We need to be fully aware of how bad it can get before it gets better. Right. But, but this is not the time to be pushed into the closet by this stuff. No. No. You know, in, and, in fact, it's interesting. Um, and all it happened. I mean, there's certain times of the year that my cycle as a coach kind of starts suddenly things get really busy. And then but it's always interesting. Anytime it's an election year and these sort of things start surfacing, I actually start getting more inquiries about either a people coming on the podcast or I need to talk to you about coaching because I think I need to come out of the closet because people are like, it's either now or never, you right. know, it's like that pressure starts to build. And I look forward to the day that that doesn't ever have to happen again, because I would love, like, I, I would love to be out of business. Truly. I would mm-hmm. love to be out of business, but I also think this, this space that we're given to, be a presence in the world and to breathe in this space gives us that opportunity to like, let's help people see the reality mm-hmm. without shoving it down their throats. Just like you said, being out in the grocery store, going where you're going. And and I've had some interesting moments and I'm still on the fence. Like how will I potentially do certain things? Because there's one side of me who's like the fighter, like, fine, not going to visit any of those states where any of this crap is going to go down. And I may stick to that to some degree. Mm-hmm. But then there's the other side of me that says, and how is that helping? You right. know, now if I'm a, now if I'm afraid to go into a state because let's just hypothetically go in there that suddenly somebody wants to throw me in jail because maybe I'm having sex with my husband in a hotel room per se. That's a little bit different. You know, I'm a little more like, hmm, would I go to that state? But then there's the flip side of, well, they can't put, they can't get everybody, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's almost like walk proudly, be a presence, be ready to have your ways you talk about things. But again, I don't want them shaming us into hiding again. That No. And, and I mean, and the good news is, you know, we're, we see that we see where this could go. But yep. we're not there yet, at least in the United States. I mean, there are countries in the world where you just really can't go because you yep. you don't want to end up in jail in a foreign country. Right. But but in the U.S., we're not there. But we but it's at risk. It is. So, at but risk. living that living our lives fully while we we you know while we're in this middle period is how we prevent it from happening, or at least that's my mm-hmm. hope. I got a hope, yep. right? Yep. Um. And and you know. And if nothing else, we're going to, it'll make us happy in the meantime, because right. if you, if you sh- shy away and you hide now, um, you know, what are you going to do? Same thing though. If I were a teacher in Florida, you know, I, I wouldn't want to lose my job. So I understand those that then put away, sadly put away their family picture. Um, so it's a really tough spot, but at it least it's a tough spot every, everywhere else, you know, everywhere we can live proud, we're going to live proud. And I right. think that's, and that's uh, the way I'm approaching it at this point. Like, Hey, I'm going to live proud where I can. 
with each situation that crops up, then we'll determine whether I do something, you know, you know, because there's a certain about living in the planet that, you know, you kind of have to do certain things to get, to go do the things you want to do. You know, if I'm going to fly, like I had, I didn't have to, but I went to a company retreat literally in Austin, Texas, as the whole Roe versus Wade thing exploded. And I was Mm. like, I will never come back to this state again. But then I'm like, well, kind of hard to not go through that state if you happen to have to, you know, fly through Dallas, but I can make that choice to like, okay, I will take any flight. Then I'm like, well, then how will I get certain places? Because eventually there's going to be certain states that no matter what, there's no way around this, you know? So then I have to just stand in my power and go, okay, well, if that's the only way through, then I will live in a certain way to get through that. But my, my stance would be, I want to also help try to fix that as much as I can as well. Yeah. Um, It's a really interesting thing. And it's, by the way, this has been a perennial argument, especially it's now in the U S but before, you know, you think about even when you take a Caribbean cruise and the places you're landing are a lot of anti-LGBTQ places, right? Yep. yep. And, and there's been a lot of debate with whether should we be going to those places? Because mm-hmm. uh, we're supporting anti-LGBTQ places with, with our tourism dollars. But the flip side of the argument is, well, then they're seeing gay people, you know? Right. And uh, it's a really interesting interesting thing. One of my, uh, one of my coworkers um, had to go to Florida for the same kind of thing, for a conference. And she chose to wore, wear every day was wearing a like a LGBTQ t-shirt of some sort, like out mm. and proud, big rainbow t-shirt, you know, right. whatever it was. She's like, well, I'm going to say gay as loud as I can when I'm in the state mm-hmm. of Florida. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, it's simple, it's stupid, you know, but it's a way that we can each make our statement. And we can all choose civil, civil disobedience and, and really fighting the system also, but you know, most of us were living our lives and that's a nice, simple way we can do it. Yeah. I have a, a good friend. His name is Steve Iacovelli, who is the gay leadership dude. And he's, he lives in Florida mm-hmm. and he's like, well, my life just got really interesting. He goes, because mm-hmm. I work, he goes, I work with a lot of companies on, you know, diversity, inclusion, this sort of stuff. He goes, but even as I'm doing this, he goes, there's some places I have to kind of rethink the contract now. Am I going to mm-hmm. step into it? You know, I'd really like to help them. But now what does diversity and inclusion look like in certain places as somebody, he doesn't just do business in Florida, but, and he and I had an interesting conversation about that. Like, yeah, these are interesting things that we're all facing now. Even mm-hmm. I've had my moments like, okay, do I really want to keep doing the podcast? But I'm like, of course I do. The fuck I do. Right. You betcha. Because it's important to keep talking about this stuff. Because if we don't, then I hate to say it, they win. They yeah. they they win and they put us back in that closet. And I couldn't have a podcast called Life and Closet if I go back in the closet. So <laughs> indeed. Pretty, You're pretty here. simple. But yeah. I love that um about it's hard to hate us up close because I have this interesting love-hate relationships with some people in my life where they, oh, we love you and your husband, da, da, da. And I just go, that's nice. And I know you are right-wing evangelical Christians, like voting for everybody who, but they don't see it. They don't feel it. They're so elevated away from it. It's almost like, oh, we forget Rick's gay. We forget, you know, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't understand you. 
that, you know, now they're just, they're acquaintances, some kind of friends, but I'm like, I didn't know. I just, it's one of those things where I think this is where the cautionary tales really begin folks. Like make sure you continue to stand proud, make sure you voice, you know, when I get questions at colleges and universities back in the days when I used to really speak at colleges a lot, you know, the, I, there'd always be the student who's like, so I have a friend. <laughs> Oh yeah. We all had a friend, right? Mm -hmm. I have a friend who I'm just, I'm sure they're gay or they're lesbian. And what can I do to help them come out of the closet? I'm like, let them do it on their own. Mm -hmm. Be there, support them, subtly talk about, Oh, I think what Ellen DeGeneres is doing is really cool. Or did you see, like, I've been watching this show, Will and Grace. And you know, some of that's a little bit stereotypical, but find the avenues where it's, you know, without saying, Hey, I think you're gay. You need to let, no, I love you. But like show the support in a way that raises all boats, so to speak. Like I'm with you without saying, just come out of the closet, right? Yeah, and and that works. And, you know, that works two ways. It's like by doing that, you also, you help the people who haven't come out yet, but you, you help the people, the straight people around you see that's the way we should live our lives. Right. Mm, mm-hmm. And and be open and welcoming and um, make the environment comfortable for everyone. And, you know, you're talking about your friends who are acquaintances who, you know, you kind of know they vote for all the things that kind of are against us. But, you know, but hopefully you're chipping away a little bit and each person yep. they meet chips away a little bit because it's hard. It's hard to, to have to some, have someone turn on the dime, you know, on 40, 50 years of learning. Mm-hmm. But. But again, the human side of it ultimately has to play a role and, you know, speaking up about it, talking about it once in a while, but also giving them space, you know, I hope, I hope, you know, that over time, all I can do really right now is hope, you know, because what shouting at them ain't going to change their vote either. Mm -hmm. Um, So shout at the system, shout at the politicians. um, But when it comes to those people show what that it's actually you're a really great person and you know they have to really question why the hell they're mm-hmm. they're doing these things one of the things that's helped me the most is to remember how long it took my own family mm-hmm. to come around and they're my family so you know i'm not saying i'm letting my friends off the hook easy but i'm like it took 20 some years for my family to really like okay we're here it's like hey you can't change people on a dime but also, I think part of what you do with your media company is part of the solution too. Hey, I read this story in this thing called LGBTQ Nation, which talked about the, you know, da, 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 da. It's not like you're throwing it. Okay. Some people would say, oh, there you go again. You're throwing your, you know, your LGBTQ life in my face. No, I just, I saw this story, you know, and actually it happened not long ago with a coworker. I was like, hey, I saw this story. It was kind of interesting. Oh, really? Where did you read that? I'm like, okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> and they know I'm gay. I mean, my whole company that I do right. work for, I mean, there isn't, you know, they they know who I am. They know my background. But it's just interesting. Like, you can almost see like a little shudder. Like, oh, okay, you're bringing this up again. I'm like, you asked the question. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> right. I did not purposely bring this article up. It was like, hey, it just kind of tied into a conversation, you know? But um, it is one of those things that I think the more we allow our voices, and I hate to even use the word allow, the more we give give permission and give life to our voices being seen, heard, and exactly through the lens like you do, the more we have the chance of like, wait, this isn't the way the planet has to operate, 
You know, right. we could do this differently. So is there anything, okay, we've talked about monkey pox, but you've got so many interesting outlets coming through your media company. Is there anything else that seems like, ooh, this is the new hot button trigger conversations right now? Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, you, we've talked about them and you just, everyone, you can't help it. I mean, the, the, you know, in a world with an extremely uh, tilted court, you know, we, yep. we've had, we were lucky that over the years we had a fairly balanced court, um, right. you know, it didn't always fall to one side. I hate to call it sides, but right, one right. side or the other. And, you know, Justice Kennedy, you know, mm. is a, was a Republican appointee, you know, is, uh, provided us kind of a help that balance stay in place now with with the departures and the deaths um you know it's it's changed quite a bit yeah. and so we have that world and roe v wade and what you know what justice thomas has kind of said and, and justice alito is saying are saying we're in a world where we have to start watching these laws and mm-hmm. then that's on the national level and then on the on the state level we're seeing book bans and mm-hmm. trans bans for, you know, whether that's in sports or even just the whole idea of you can't have, you know, you're going to go to jail if you're the parent of a trans kid. Right. Like we're seeing kind of this. So at the highest level and at the lowest level, the little school board of the county school, yep. um, you know, so we're really getting surrounded right now by this fight yep. and we can only hope it's the last, you know, the last vestiges of, of a fight, but we don't know what, you know, how long we're going to be in for this. So that really is the story. And, and looking at the midterm elections, you know, typically in the midterm elections, uh, the Democrats would be swept right out. You know, that yeah. is very kind of not, not to say everything's cyclical, but it's somewhat cyclical. So what will be different, you know, and we'll be looking at the little things and just, you know, the other day, um, a Democrat, one in New York in a highly Republican county uh, for Congress. And so maybe there's a little something there. So we'll be watching that very closely. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be watching LGBTQ candidates and how they fare. Um, and, uh, you know, we're in we're in for a fight. I mean, there's no yep. getting around it. Um, so we're going to kind of watch all the moments, watch the bad behavior and and shout it out loud when we see it because i think it's yep. important to know because by the way i think the the worst bad behavior is not supported by the vast majority of americans of both parties mm-hmm. um so we got to shout it out, shout it out um and then we have to lift up each other like lift up each other's voices when there's when there's happy times and just like i said whether it's going to the grocery store and seeing that i'm i've got a happy family or you know the kid who spoke at graduation uh, in June where he, t- he talked about his curly hair. I don't know if you saw that one that yes, went viral. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he said, oh, I have to come out and tell you something. I have curly hair. And he used that as a, as a metaphor for being a gay kid. And, um, you know, I love that story going viral because it didn't just go viral amongst people who like LGBT stories. It was went viral with everybody because here's yeah. a kid who's got a really good head on his shoulders, really smart, really clever, and, you know, honestly, he, he had a really good point, you right. know? Um, so I think that's what we're going to be watching out for. Who are those, those people that, that go viral, that break through and, mm-hmm. and how does this fight happen as it's kind of coming from the top and the bottom right. um, with an election year? So, wow, it's a lot. It is a lot. And I think that's the thing is finding, and I don't say, okay, everybody go out and be clever, but I think 
you do have to find the clever ways to make your point to be heard by those who need to hear it. So I was playing with a playing with a, a concept that I'm going, I mean, I've done it different ways before, but the thing I always get beat up about is, well, you knew you were gay when you got married. I'm like, well, yes and no. Okay. Yes. I knew I was, but I, you know, guess what was told to me? God can help you. You can change. This is just a phase Da 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 da. you know? And then, so yeah, I fell in love with my wife and, you know, I never was a gay guy who had trouble. Like, okay. Having sex with her wasn't the worst thing in the world, but it wasn't the most connecting thing in the world either. And again, folks, it wasn't just about sex. I mean, Hey, you can love somebody and have a great relationship with them. It just isn't the most fulfilling thing. So I've been beat up a lot like, oh, you're horrible, all this sort of stuff. So one of the things I'm recording is like, so, hey, do you want to know how to prevent late in life coming out and families getting divorced and going through pain and agony? You let that 19 year old say, I'm out and I'm proud I'm gay, I'm lesbian. Because guess what? If you let them be that the likelihood that there's going to be a horrible divorce with kids involved and all this stuff and some spouse feeling scorned. We just fixed the problem. We just created (laughs) the prescription for this. And sometimes you got to lay it out like that, right? It's like you want to put all the blame on all of us and say, well, we knew all this, but guess what? You didn't permit us. You didn't allow us. And people say, well, you could have done that. I'm like, were you standing in my shoes? Were you in that space when you're being told by your church that you're going to hell and all that? You haven't lived the experience. And so I love it when people find the curly hair metaphor to kind of do that and like hey you want to know how to fix somebody coming out late in life let them be who they are early in life okay we just solved the problem there you go (laughs) love it love it so um but anyway i love what you're doing scott i'm so glad you came back and was part of this and um keep doing what you're doing so let's see queerity gay cities lgbtq nation have you started another one since we last saw each other yeah it's into more.com Okay. Okay. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, so check them all out. It's easy to find them. Just put the dot yeah. com at the end of any of those or put them yeah, into yeah. Twitter or whatever. Queerty, LGBTQ Nation, Gay Cities, and Into More. Awesome, man. Very cool. Well, thanks so much again, man, for being here and doing what you're doing. Keep it up. We love watching you. I love watching. I know there's a lot of listeners because I've had a few listeners who from the other show said, oh my gosh, I read LGBTQ Nation every day. I can't believe you talk to the guy. I'm like, Oh, I've groveled. I got on my knees and said, please, God, please come be on my show. Right? <laughs> no, no, it's the other way around. I wanted to be on this show. Well, thank yeah, you, Rick. Awesome. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, man. And I appreciate it. And everybody go check out all of those different outlets where they do amazing stories and keep yourself vigilant. Keep yourself on your toes. Let's keep up the, I hate to say keep up the fight, but kind of that's where we are. Let's keep, keep up the keep up the fight and, li- and live out proud. Exactly. Exactly. So thanks again, Scott. Really appreciate you, man. You're quite welcome. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family, another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life Uncloseted. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change life. In fact, if you really want to change a life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping into living your life uncloseted.